The ECB and the BOE refused to share the Fed's view that the policy tightening is over. The euro and sterling rallied yesterday. The stock and bond markets, well, rallied but slower. So this week has left traders with an odd flavor in their mouth as the contrast between the resilient U.S. economy adopting a dovish stance and faltering European economies holding on to their hawkish position gives the impression that something is amiss. So welcome, this is Swiss Codes, daily market talk. Ooh, the European Central Bank and the Bank of England refused to join the Fed throne pivot party yesterday. Both Kristen Lagarde and Andrew Bailey said, no thanks, we are staying where we are for a while. So their monetary policy stance was nothing even close to what we heard from the Federal Reserve the day before. A thing that actually reassured me somehow, just to be honest with you, as I was wondering, what did I miss after the Fed meeting? this week. But but I am reassured to see the European Central Bank and the Bank of England well stand their ground, not because I'm not happy to see the light at the end of this monetary policy tightening tunnel, but because the Federal Reserve pivot came just too fast and too unexpectedly. So yesterday we had a completely different weather here in Europe. First, the Bank of England actually maintained its monetary policy unchanged and said that, well, there's still ways to go before declaring victory over inflation. The governor Bailey said that he can't even rule out another interest rate hike in the UK. And indeed, three MPC members even wanted a rate hike at this week's meeting in the UK, to tell you. Then came Kristen Lagarde a bit later, all in grey, not in a good mood at all, and said, we did not, did not discuss rate cuts at all. No discussion, no debate on this issue. So I guess it was very, very clear to everyone that they did not discuss the rate cuts at the European Central Bank meeting. On the contrary, to make sure that no one is confused, the ECB announced that it will step up its exit from the PEP stimulus, which will further drain liquidity from the European market and tighten the financial conditions. Then, well, the Norges Bank in Norway popped up with a surprise interest rate hike. So as a result, the rally in global stock and bond markets well, didn't stop, but it slowed. The S&P 500 hit a fresh nearly two-year high yesterday, but closed nearly flat. The stock 600, well, I guess didn't hear the news yesterday, so it just kept rallying. The US 10-year yield rebounded after tipping a toe below the 3.90% level and note that some people out there now think that the 10-year yield should fall to 3% but I think that's overstretched and the US dollar index had a rough day because all these hawkish European central banks further plummeted appetite in the greenback. So the dollar knock fell sharply yesterday to the lowest levels since the summer. The euro dollar shortly flirted with the 110 psychological mark as well, yesterday's European central bank policy announcement threw the foundation of perhaps a stronger euro against the US dollar into the next year. This divergence between a more dovish 
dovish Fed and still the hawkish European Central Bank should actually support a sustainable appreciation in the single currency. If we zoom out and look at the bigger picture, right now the euro dollar stands right at the middle of January 2021 peak, which is near 122 level, and September 2022 dip, which is below parity. So a further rise toward the 112.60 level would reasonably reflect the Fed ECB divergence. Cable, on the other hand, came close to the 1.28 level. And looking at the bigger picture here as well, we are now around the mid-range of the 2021-2022 sell-off. And note that I leave the list trust dip out of this analysis because, well, it was just an exceptional situation. So following the same logic than in the euro dollar, cable could reasonably be expected to extend gains toward the 130 level on the back of this divergence between the hawkish Bank of England, but a softening Federal Reserve stance. So this being said, the Fed is the Fed and you can't really fight the Fed for long. So this is what traders say. And this is also true for the central banks because the US dollar, which is issued by the Federal Reserve, is the world's well base currency and the fact that the US dollar is now set to soften will naturally strengthen its counterparts and a stronger euro and a stronger pound will further help taming inflation in the eurozone and in Britain as well. And given the morose economic outlook in the old continent, the European Central Bank and the Bank of England will easily feel the pressure for lowering the interest rates as well. And that could in the medium run solve the US dollar weakness and limit the euro and sterling strength. Even more so as the only major central bank which actually hinted at the end of the monetary policy tightening this week continues to see strong economic data which barely matches while well, the policy stands because released yesterday the US retail sales unexpectedly rose and jumped above the 4% mark on a yearly basis. The business inventories declined and the US weekly jobless claims fell to around 200,000. So all this data hints at a resilient US economy. Across the Atlantic Ocean, so here in Europe, we will be watching the flash PMI figures for December today. Uh, they are all expected to well, show some improvement this month, but note that all of these numbers are still comfortably in the contraction zone for Europe. So this dovish divergence from a resilient economy and a hawkish sense from well, faltering economic zone, well, Europe, feels like something is not totally right here. But, but divergence means a lot of opportunity for traders and that's great news. And while speaking of divergence, well, China is not holding back when it comes to fresh stimulus. I mean, we haven't seen that bazooka action that traders are waiting for, but the People's Bank of China infused an impressive 1.45 trillion yuan during the MLF rate settling and rollover today. Out of this number, 650 billion yuan matured, and the rest was a substantial monthly injection of 800 billion yuan, marking its largest to date. So on the data front, 
industrial production was stronger in November in China, but investment and retail sales actually missed expectations. China announced earlier this week, remember, that it will shift its focus to boosting industrial activity than boosting consumer appetite, as consumers are very, very difficult to cheer up these days with these tumbling property markets. So that's a big, big U-turn for the Chinese economy and Xi Jinping policy, because Chinese economy always boosted investment without caring much about, well, transforming this investment into consumption. And that was one of the biggest problems that we saw in these whooping Chinese growth for years. So Xi Jinping was originally not wrong in wanting to throw the foundation of a healthier economy by boosting the consumer appetite. But the way things happened were a bit rushed, obviously. So now it's maybe time to go back to a model that actually worked for China, boost investment and just spit growth because China is actually interesting for foreign investors only and if only it could spit growth figures of well 5% and ideally above. So while the Chinese efforts will hardly bring masses back to the Chinese stock markets, well, industrial metals should continue to benefit from China's efforts to ramp up industries and its real estate market. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them so i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading